So a lot of times when people think to develop a hotel, they think that if I develop a hotel, the demand will come when really the demand needs to already be there because people aren't traveling just for a hotel. I mean, they're not. They travel maybe, of course, they need a place to stay, but they're maybe traveling to see a restaurant. They may be traveling to see a concert. They may be traveling because it's this cool park or something like that. They may just be you know, traveling to kind of create a whole experience. So if your hotel is in the location or even this, because a lot of times people, they stay at boutique hotels because they're saying it for an experience. You're about to listen to the best of TSP. This is a collection of content from workshops and conferences that we've done over the years because we want to help you grow and expand your business. So do me a favor, lean in, pay attention, and listen now. I was raised first. Hey. Hi. Thank you for the presentation. Do you often in your search look for uh, distressed hotel properties or you stick strictly to your the brands that you identified before because well, there's a distressed uh, hotel that has a water park in our neighborhood mm -hmm. I was thinking about taking a look at it so I just wanted to know uh, do you look at this you know those hotels that closed down that yeah. may have Okay. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, because I want to buy low and sell high. And it's all about loca location. So the three things that makes a hotel successful is the location, brand, and the operator. So if you can do something where you see the opportunity where the hotel can, you don't, you want the demand to already be there and not the hotel to bring the demand. That's probably right. why it closed down. But, well, they didn't make it through COVID either. Yeah, that too. Uh, but um, when I look for the search on LoopNet, it wasn't there. Is there another way to search for it to find more information? So look at, let me see if I could pull this up. Look at, was it, look at Acquire, look at 10X, and look at Crexy. Look at those websites. And then you may have to, another thing that you can do, you can actually call the city whatever that, that hotel is, call the city and see what's going on with it. So talk to the economic development department because every municipality has one. And, and ask them, you just have to do a lot of research and just ask them to see what's going on with that property. Because then they be, may be able to give you some information as far as if they're you know with a particular bank, if it's in a land bank or anything. So I would reach out to, to the local municipality and get the, the economic development. All right, thank you, Davon. Next, we're gonna go up um, to Tim. And guys, make sure TSP style you introduce yourself and let us know what you do. Hello, Tim Lewis, co-founder. Oh, let me take this off. Tim Lewis, co-founder and COO of Curlmix. I had a question. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I had a question actually about crowdfunding for hotels. So typically, when you do like private equity deals, you might you as the person who initiated the fund might get a little bit more of the ownership percentage as a basically kind of a, a kickback for you for raising the funds. Do you see that happening in deals? I know you look for a 20% ownership percentage, but if you do a crowdfund, do you get that same percentage? Do you have to only use the money that you put in or can you combine? Well, it, uh, every deal every deal is structured differently, right? So let's say you raise, you know, let's say the minimum to invest is 100,000 and you crowdfund at 100,000. Depending on how you structure it, you may just be considered a limited partner, but you may be a general partner for that particular crowdfunding entity. 
But that's why a lot of times people like to go the private route, because if you go through the private route, you can negotiate differently. So maybe you bring in, you know, not only did you bring in 100000 but maybe you brought in an operator, right? Maybe you brought, maybe you helped find a deal, or maybe, you know, you helped brought a consult, like you, you brought, you brought in a little bit of sweat equity. So you're not only bringing 100000 to the table, but you brought something else. Maybe you brought like a hotel consultant because this person, you know, they don't know what they're doing in hotels, but they needed to come, you know, and you're like, hey, I brought this hotel consultant to you. And this hotel consultant actually brings it to closing. So maybe you can negotiate where I get a little bit more equity because I not only did I bring in 100000 but I brought this as well. Thank you very much. And on Zoom. Oh, okay. Thank you, Rhonda. All right, Anna Marie Mingo's question is, is there anything different that you would add to the list if a person is interested in buying a boutique, hotel, or a larger B&B? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it all depends on the cost, right? Everything is about numbers, right? Everything begins and ends with a number. So it all goes with the cost. So with bed and breakfasts and, and boutique hotels, boutique hotels, depending on where it's located, and depending on how it's structured, it may be a little bit more expensive. Even a bed and breakfast maybe even a little more, depending on the location. So you have to deal with your appetite. Um, a lot of times people buy homes or mansions, and they actually convert them into bed and breakfasts. So that can be savings as well. Um, but it just, again, it just all depends on what your appetite is. Because with boutique hotels, they're a little bit larger than bed and breakfasts. So uh, oftentimes they're actually more expensive. Um, and then you have to worry about the operation and the labor. So the more rooms that you add and the more amenities you add, you have to add, that's more labor costs. Um, so that means it's more expensive and less revenue going down to your bottom line. All right, thank you. I'm going to see if we have any more questions on Zoom. Yes, Rhonda has one more question on Zoom. Excellent. Dr. Nakisha asked, you said when looking for a hotel, look where it's a blank, not a demand. Can, can you repeat that? She said... Um, when you were speaking, you said when looking for a hotel, look where it's a blank, not a demand. For a hotel. Oh, the location. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, look for the, when you're, when you're looking for a hotel, location is everything. That's just real estate 101. So when you're looking for a hotel, um, look at the location. Oh, I know what you were talking about. So a lot of times when people think to develop a hotel, they think that if I develop a hotel, the demand will come when really the demand needs to already be there because people aren't traveling just for a hotel. I mean, they're not. They travel maybe, of course, they need a place to stay, but they're maybe traveling to see a restaurant. They may be traveling to see a concert. They may be traveling because it's this cool park or something like that. They may just be you know, traveling to kind of create a whole experience. So if your hotel is in the location or even this, because a lot of times people, they stay at boutique hotels because they're staying there for an experience. Like y'all didn't all travel here to stay at the Westin and Buckhead. Like y'all traveled here because of TSP, right? And then this location is in Buckhead. You have the mall, you know, you have shops, you have all these cool restaurants. I just named so many different demand generators. And another thing to think about, again, COVID is probably one of the biggest learning lessons. You can't just depend on one demand generator, right? The hotels that performed well, 
Um, they were, you know, near, you know, beaches. They were, they offered, you know, different amenities where you can park it. I mean, all, all these different things that you can, can do where they just didn't depend on just one demand generator. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more, make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.